It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping in a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. back ladies let's get going let's get started what we should i'm gonna cue it right now let's get it started let's get it started let's get it started that song used to play before every gymnastics meet and I thought I was a cool girl because I was like, mm, this isn't smooth jazz that we were always forced to listen to. This is a pop song. <laughs> so cool. Look at you go. What was the first song that was like, quote unquote, naughty that you secretly knew? Oh, shoot. I don't know. Oh, love the way you lie. Well, that's all right because I love the way you lie. <laughs> I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to have it on my iPod, but my cousin did. But I had like airplanes on my iPod, so the cover photo still said Love the Way You Lie. And I remember my dad like coming and talking to me about it. And I was like, no, 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 dad. That's that's the album cover name. Like that's not the name of the song that I have. But I secretly knew Love the Way You Lie as well. So <laughs> there was I got a Kelly Clarkson CD from the library, and there was like some song called like blue eyes brown eyes green eyes something like that and i remember my parents made me return it i was like i want to listen to kelly this is too mature or like i think low-key i had on um I had like the soundtrack of Shrek on my iPod Nano. <laughs> and I had like what was it, like Smash Mouth or something. What was like the I can't even think of it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like this the soundtrack of Shrek. Like the whole <laughs> the whole album for yeah, the whole. And, like, <laughs> there's this one song that I always think it's like the opening song to Shrek. All Stars? I was allowed to listen to that song. It's <laughs> hilarious. So freaking good. Okay, so today we have super exciting news. Obviously, you can probably see it from the title of the pod, right. um, but we're just going to jump into our heck yeses before we have Emily Wilson join us. So Megan, heck yes, go. Okay. <laughs> my heck yes is that I just bought myself a new Mac, which is a very big deal because they are not cheap and I am not good Ooh. at investing in myself. You did? Yeah, I did. Because guess what? Um, I couldn't up. actually tell you. No, it didn't blow up because I'm currently recorded on it, um, but- it only has, I only have eight gigabytes of memory on this thing. That like is barely enough to run the programs that I need to through Adobe Creative Cloud to like have a job. So, 
Yeah, it's like not helpful all the time. Your memory is almost low. And you guys, I put nothing on my computer. I have no Megan photos. literally has nothing. She's an external hard drive hanging from it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I finally got myself a new Mac and it's got like terabytes worth of memory on it. It's like the quicker speed. Avery's dad, my father-in-law works for Apple. So we like called him and he knew exactly what I needed and what was best. And then we were also able to snag a little bit of a discount. So it just, it worked out still not cheap by any means and still very have it forever. I know, but it was scary for me to like invest in it because I felt like, well, this year I didn't even, I shot like one wedding. Like I didn't do anything. I don't deserve this. But like next looking into next year, I have seven plus weddings. So it's like, okay, Meg, like you need to do this right now for yourself, but also for others. (laughs) So I'm so excited for you. It's going to be completely different because even the way images are Mm -hmm. on that screen you have versus the new one or the coloring is going to be different. Right. Well, and then I'm also going to get a monitor so that I can pull up photos way bigger while editing them. So the quality of the edits is even better. And I'm just so freaking pumped. Okay. Let's check for monitors together because I want a really nice one. Um, So we'll we'll do that. We'll do that after. We'll do that post pod. Monitor search date. Monitor search date. (laughs) I love that. Well, I, I'm, I'm really happy for you. I didn't. I was really hoping because every time I see it, I'm like, Meg, we got to switch something up Meg, here. It's not working. <laughs> it's just not okay. No, I feel that like investing in those big things. Yeah. Um, this week was the first time I ever bought like a commissioned art piece. It's I, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's 56 by 56. It's beautifully oh framed. Gosh. And yeah, it's going to take about 10 weeks to get here, but like, I'm going to stare at it every single day because I work in my room and sleep mm-hmm. in my room. I need to invest in pieces. Place. Yeah. It needs to be a place that inspires you. Exactly. It needs to add creativity, like all the things. And so mm-hmm. I thought it was a really important purchase, but I'm excited because I'm like, that's like an adult, like you feel yeah. more. Yeah. It's an adult no, purchase. It's 56 print, photo, frame, any of that, unless you are like an adult for sure. I'm over here still buying my my tens and going, cute. (laughs) Well, I have those too, but I just needed something that wasn't religious art. Um, I mean, I, my room is super Catholic. Um, I have like, what do I have? St. Joseph, a crucifix, Catholic books everywhere. Mary, Jesus, a statue of the Holy Family. Um, yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's an all in one room. You walk into my bathroom. We have the sacred heart and the immaculate heart. <laughs> Listen, you just needed a statement piece. Yeah. And yeah. something to really just like mellow out the Catholic a little bit. Uh, Calm yourself down a little bit. <laughs> Calm it. It's because Catholic companies just so great. Can't get enough of them. <laughs> it's true though. They're all over my house. I just have a bigger place to decorate than you do. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a little aggressive. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So my heck yes was last night. We're recording this on a Saturday and it'll come out on Monday. But my heck, yes, yeah, was Friday night. I went to this ambassador's dinner party, um, and I got to get the correct name of what um, country it is. Hold on. I'm getting the correct name because I did some. Oh, he is the UN ambassador for a small island Caribbean nation of Dominica. Anyways, what? Dominica is a very yeah. indi- – it's like a young independent country who got its independence from Britain in like 1970. 1978, I think, 
has like super lush rainforest, hot springs. Anyway, so he is actually the man that introduced him and his wife introduced Melania to Trump. And so I get oh. to the party. I'm talking. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. I get to the party and there's like commissioned artwork of Trump's head, like everywhere. <laughs> I should have taken photos. Like giant, like I think there was maybe like four to six like pieces of just Trump's face and they like took up the entire wall. And it was just so funny because there was like, it was very eclectic art. So it was like pop art of like a panda and then like Trump's head and then like a million dollar like landscape, like European landscape. (laughs) And it was like, okay, like, and then there was like a terracotta, like warrior statue. And I'm like, I'm into it. (laughs) It was like a museum, but it was very sweet. It was a good dinner and, um, got to meet a ton of new people. So very, very generous. But yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And I freaking love living in DC. <laughs> that sounds like one of those things that like, like we like having events to go to and like dress up to and like things that are kind of outside of the norm of daily life, things that are really outside of the norm of daily life. And uh-huh. that's one of those things that fits in that category. And that's so freaking fun. No, it is a lot of fun. And then next Friday, I'm going to the White House Christmas party. I'm someone's plus one. So I'm like, oh my gosh, DC is so fun. And like people are so, yeah, like people are just so generous and like having mutual friends being like, oh, this person needs a date, whatever. It's just like, especially in the Catholic culture, like all these people are Catholic. And honestly, a big chunk of the people that work at the White House are Catholic. Um, and so it's like when you know someone that's Catholic, you feel more comfortable just being, you know, their plus one or right. whatever it is, because you're like, okay, we're going to have at least something to talk about. <laughs> we're going to have the entire universality of the church to talk about. So we won't run right. out of options tonight. <laughs> and chances are, if you're in politics, we can then argue about canon law. So so yeah just like the catholic culture is so good because it's like you automatically if if you're devout you you can trust them with a lot of things so yeah yeah yeah. but yeah um okay real quick though so i was talking to we're gonna get in her heck nose in a second but stay keeny i was talking to stacy the founder and she's like yeah everything's back in stock i'm like heck to the freaking yes okay so Christmas presents, spring break. What do you have going on? We got to support Catholic small businesses and moms this season. Yeah, and moms. (laughs) (laughs) Especially moms that quarantine moms. Um, We (laughs) can support them. And you can actually, you you can get 25% or sorry, $25. That's super generous off your first order using the code heck yes, all caps or sorry, heck yes, 25. I just botched that. You can get $25 off your first order with heck yes 25 and Stakini we've talked to them uh, talked about them before but it's so so innovative it's pretty much swimsuits without the back so that you can actually suntan without getting all the lines maybe you're getting ready for a wedding maybe you just don't want those crazy lines everywhere and so it actually has an, a new technology that sticks and mm-hmm. it's so freaking cool. Megan and I are so excited to try them. Yeah, but if um, you, yeah, I'm like, heck yes, if I'm laying in the backyard or whatever, like I can just use that and not have to worry right. about trying to get the over. lines and you're not going to flash someone. It's a win-win. 
And you're not going to flash someone. That's what we like to hear. Um, but also, if you're like going to spring break or going like planning a vacation, Stacy and her team are looking for brand ambassadors and social media influencers to capture content for the brand. So email her at hello at staykini, S-T-A-Y-K-I-N-I.com. Everything will be in our show notes, but check them out. Check them out on Instagram and support Catholic small businesses. Okay, Meg. What's your heck no? My heck no (laughs) is that I freaking bleach the carpet. (laughs) So, so our puppy Mo, um, he has a schedule in the morning. You have to let him out, and then he may or may not pee. He may just be really excited, walk out, walk back to the door and bark. Then you let him back in, you feed him, and then you have to let him back out again so that he poops. He will not poop before he eats because he's way too excited. Oop, I just hit the mic. So if you don't do that, then you go back to bed and you don't let him back out after you feed him, then he will probably poop in the house. Avery, I guess, just was really tired or like wasn't feeling it. So didn't let him back out. He pooped on the stairs. Avery sleeping in that morning because he was up late trying to work on this Christmas present present for his mom. Um, So I was like, okay, you know what? Frick it. I'll clean it. It's fine. (laughs) So I go, I pick up the poop. And then we typically have this spray that you spray on the carpet. It's like odor elimination and stain removal or whatever for dogs. (laughs) We, I guess, don't have that anymore because I thought I picked that up, but I'm also holding Carrie and this is the first thing I'm doing in the morning. And I sprayed straight up like counter cleaner bleach on the carpet, like a lot of it, because I really wanted that smell gone. And then I came back to like 30, 40 minutes later to walk upstairs to go check on Avery and check on him like he's a baby. Okay, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, and <laughs> I realized the carpet now is no longer a tan and it is like a peachy pinkish yellow. <laughs> With poop in it. And then what I did was I stuck a wet rag on top of it to quote unquote soak up the bleach which is not how that works so Avery comes downstairs doesn't take any note of it because he knows that I cleaned it up and so that's what he thinks the rag is there for I guess I don't know what he thought later that day the rag got kicked by a mow or something and Avery's like I'm like what and I was like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so, there's nothing we can do about that, right? And he was like, no, nope, they're just going to charge us when we leave. And I was like, they're going to charge us for everything anyway. So now we just have a bleach stain on our steps. But you're like, we're going to lose that deposit, aren't we? Right. <laughs> or you can deep clean it all and hope that they don't charge you the full $1,000. And Avery and I have just decided with our luck and with our dogs, they're just going to charge us the $4,000 anyway. So we're not even going to attempt to clean this place. We're just going to be like, here, here's our $1,000. We're like, honestly, we're leaving it better than when it came. So <laughs> and maybe yeah. we did you a favor. We just added some more, yeah, we just added some creativity to the floor. Yeah, there's some color. No, their carpet's disgusting anyway. So now at least the next people that move in will have clean carpet because of me. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably get brand new carpet. So uh-huh. you're, yeah, exactly. literally, you're welcome. They shouldn't even put carpet. There should never be carpet on steps. Oh, I agree. Take never I carpet. Agree. There should only be carpet in. I don't think there should be carpet anywhere. But when there's carpet in a kitchen, I'm like, who was Ew. blind? Who was blind here? Someone. <laughs> even who has never in- had kids? Who has never eaten a day in their lives? Okay, got it. Even even carpet where like the kitchen table goes, I'm like. 
Who decided that was okay? Yeah. The people that put go the extra mile to put a rug under their table. I'm like, what? (laughs) Actually, you want to hear something? So in a house I lived in, we had like, we were renting it and there was carpet underneath the kitchen table. And um, my dad put a rug underneath the carpet or sorry, underneath the kitchen table on top of the carpet so that it actually kept the carpet good. Yes, that makes sense. But when you have wooden floors and then you're like, you know, it would look great under this table that we eat at every day. A a carpet, a rug, a really pretty rug. I'm like, "Ah!" I agree. It does look really pretty, but it's completely illogical in my opinion. A white rug. (laughs) I have a white rug in my room and I wear my shoes. And so there's a rug store, rug cleaning store across the street, actually. Um, I'm gonna have to. T- I'm gonna be the girl. I'm gonna have to videotape that. I'm dragging the massive rug out my front door across the street, shoving it into the front door of my neighbor. Oh my that was gonna god! Be funny. <laughs> well, dang, that's a terrible heck no. Yeah, it was awful. Um, my heck no may also be about Mo. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess I have ringworm. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and every one of my DMs were like, have you been around a puppy? <laughs> no. And this, I'm not saying Mo? it's Mo. I'm not saying it's from Mo, but I have not been around a dog and I got it's it from, oh my gosh. from New Mexico. <laughs> How have we not gotten it yet? I don't know, but pretty much it's just an over-the-counter cream. I didn't go to a doctor. I don't even have a doctor out there, but a bunch of nurses and and people said they like sent me creams and I just ordered it off Amazon. So it's just like a cream that you keep putting on. I mean, it doesn't itch or anything. And people say it's um, contagious, but I've been touching it for weeks and I don't have ringworm anywhere else except for on my hip. Mm, I mean, I so sent you weird. a photo. I sent so many people photos in the DMs. They're like, can I just see it? It's like kind of where my underline is, underwear line is too on my hip phone. I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, you want to see it? You can see it. <laughs> Who wants a ringworm photo? You want one? Everyone gets a ringworm photo. But I'm like, is there a worm in there? And this girl in my DMs messaged me. She's like, one time I had ringworm one summer and we named it Alphonse's. And so every time we were together with my group, they'd be like, how's Alphonse's? And I was like, should we name my ringworm? Oh my gosh. Did you name it? What was that? Did you name it? Should we name it? What's oh. what's a good name? It's pretty circular. And it's growing. Oh my um, gosh, I swear if it's from our freaking stupid puppy mouth. <sighs> it's growing. Um, I feel like its name should be Patchy. Patchy? That's a Patchy. cute name. Patchy. El Patchy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, ringworm, gotta love it. Um, because people are like, well, have you been rolling around on mess- wrestling mats? Mats? I'm like, I don't know. Have I been rolling around on wrestling mats? Do you know that I? What? <laughs> so yeah, okay. So we're gonna bring out Emily Wilson here soon. But before we want to talk about something we actually saw in Megan Ashley's um, Instagram the other day. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So you know how we see Mary in blue all the time. Well, that's like not random, believe it or not. I mean, isn't that crazy? Um, It's not random. And if you read her post, most recent post on her Instagram page, which we put in the show notes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's in the show notes. 
go to her Instagram page, read her most recent post about the color blue and Mary and why it's important. But it made me realize like, okay, yeah, so we talk about style, we talk about fashion, we talk about stylists. Cece's a stylist too. But Megan Ashley is a Catholic stylist and that's beautiful in its own way because not only does she like take into account these random nuances of our faith like this, but also things like modesty and intentionality and just other aspects that don't just come from a secular stylist happen because Megan Ashley is Catholic. So I just found that beautiful and I made that connection today when I saw her post about Mary and the color blue and adding that into your style and fashion, especially for Mary and holidays and feast days and stuff like that. Our Lady of Guadalupe is coming up. Um, yeah, dressing liturgically is yeah. so cool. And it's so fun. Like I like any reason to dress up or dress a certain way. So right. <laughs> Besides just like randomly picking out what feels cute, it's like, right. wow, something could mean a little bit more even if people don't realize it. You know mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so she has a starter, star, starter pack special with a video shopping consultation, a closet clean out, three complete recommended outfits, and a month of text and email support from her herself. Um, and you can use Beautify My Wardrobe all caps, when signing up for the Starter Pack special to get a free copy of her book, The Catholic Wardrobe, Musings from a Personal Stylist as well. I so. love that. Also, it could be a great gift for someone else, for your mother, for your sister. Like buying that for someone could be such a surprise. And it's something that a lot of people maybe wouldn't think to invest in. But if you were to do it for them, they would be out of this world happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to bring in Emily Wilson now. Okay, so Emily, I don't know if you remember, but we were all at the live action gala and you were with Jackie Francois and Leah Darrow and Cecilia and I and then our friend Mary Kate came up to you guys and we're talking and I think Mary Kate was the one that was talking with you directly. But I've been following you on Instagram since I saw your Facebook or it was a video that got posted on Facebook about saving yourself for marriage. And uh-huh. I don't know if that was what like kickstarted your ministry yes. or what, but I just remember that was the first time I saw you, followed you, and I've been following you since. Oh, <laughs> so happy. Um, and all of your like, I mean, gosh, girls need voices from strong women. And I remember when I saw that I was in high school. So I don't, oh I don't know the age difference at yeah. all, but I was in high school and I was like, oh my gosh, there's someone else out there that thinks this thing that my dad's been telling me for life. And she's like claiming it for her own and not just doing it because others have told her to. And it was inspiring to say the least. Um, So we're super pumped to have you on because I know a lot of our listeners also are very inspired by the content that you post and the way you live your life. You're just an awesome Catholic wife, mom, YouTuber, author, speaker, all the the things. Thank you so much. Yes, that video really like catapulted everything. I mean, I just like always give everything over to the Lord. And that was the one that a lot of people found my ministry through. And I'm every day I'm grateful for it. So I'm glad that it touched your life as well. It makes me very happy. Oh, yeah. The amount of girls I know that have stalked up and down that YouTube page is so like infinite, truly. Even women that aren't Catholic and then they find it and they're like, oh, this is sound teaching. I'm going to dig more into this. So I actually know women that have converted. And the first the first person that they were introduced to as like, 
oh, wow, they're normal and Catholic is you, Emily. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. And I know, Emily, um, we had a lot of questions actually about keeping a prayer schedule and we're like, oh, Heck yes. Emily, you want to tell us how to do that? <laughs> sure. Well, the Lord gave me an idea for women to make a prayer schedule and keep a prayer schedule. I don't know if you guys struggle with keeping your prayer schedule, oh, 100%. Uh, but I definitely do. I know um, you guys are familiar with Hallow. I love Hallow. It helps me keep a prayer schedule so well, especially as a mom right now. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that I created with the help of the Lord was my book, Awaken My Heart. Because I don't know about you guys, but daily devotionals are just not something that I can do. Yep. I feel like it's hard to keep up with (laughs) my gosh, because literally you like do like the first three days and then on day four you forget or you don't have time. And then you're like, well, whatever. And you just stop. (laughs) So I really had that experience so many times in my life. I'm like a daily devotional is not like helpful. I think, I think it's helpful for a lot of people, but for women like me, who I know a lot of women have similar lives that are just crazy, whether you're in college or whether you're a mom with two little kids like me, it's just not possible. So the Lord said, at, at first I thought it was going to be 365 days. I was like, how am I going to write 365? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like what the heck? Uh, but the Lord's like, no, no, no. 52. I was like, okay. So I sat down that one night and I wrote out like, probably like 45 topics. The Lord just gave them all to me. He's like, here you go. I was like, oh, okay. And like probably 42 out of those 45 are actually in, in my book. So, which was just crazy. And then the other ones just kind of came along the way. But so my book is just this 52 week devotional with a very concise weekly reflection, and then some questions for you to think about throughout the week. So the goal is to, to give you time to unpack that. There's a lot of weeks where it's like, deep stuff. Like there's, um, a week about forgiving yourself and that's Mm. not something that you're going to think about and unpack in a day. Yeah. It's going to take you seven days plus to like, look at like, where am I holding on to unforgiveness against myself in my life? And how does the Lord want to help me unpack that and look at that and process through that and, and heal from that this week. So some weeks are heavier than others. There's like a one week, you know, spoiler alert about just looking at flowers and like seeing <laughs> all the flowers in your life that you would never normally see. Uh, and then there's weeks, you know, about like loving your dad, which is sometimes really hard to do for people or like mm-hmm. forgiving yourself and things like that. Especially when you're in high school. Totally. <laughs> totally. So that's the ultimate gist of the book. And I just hope it can be helpful for women like me who feel like devotionals aren't for me or I don't have time for devotionals. they'll have time for it. And each day, even if you just reflect for five minutes and pray with the Lord for five minutes about the topic, that it will help you in your prayer life and give you something that at least you can have consistency in. Right. So that's the hope. I love that. I think prompting is so important. I always tell my spiritual director, I'm like, just give me prompts, like ask me questions and I'll take them to Jesus. Like I just need constant questions. And I love that because it gives you time and there's less pressure. Like I can't do a devotional to save my life. I think they look cute. They're cute on a shelf, but they stay on the shelf. And And then like, I love a good consecration, but I need an accountability group when it comes to a consecration. Yes. But but this is so amazing because 
let's say you do are able to fit in a holy hour, great, you can bring this and actually meditate and actually think about these questions without the pressure of trying to do five minutes, 10 minutes every single morning. And then you feel right. like a failure when you actually don't get through it one morning. Right. No, a hundred percent. I have awakened my heart myself and I just started it a couple of weeks ago, but that's what I love about it is because it's really hard for me to get 10 minutes more than 10 minutes of just silence (laughs) to just like actually go deep and reflect and be with Christ. And so the fact that I have this and it starts, I start at the beginning of my week and then I take it with me throughout my random sporadic, like washing the dishes prayer. I'm like, oh yeah, about that question. Or when I'm walking the dogs, I like, it's, I can take it with me anywhere I go throughout the week, whether I have five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, because that's just what my life looks like now. And daily devotionals were never my thing, ever. I tried. <laughs> I to be that girl. I, I was wish. like, I- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's so good. Oh, my word. Well, where can we find it, Emily? You can find it on Amazon. A lot of international gals get it through Amazon. And then you can also find it through AveMariaPress.com. Okay. Ave Maria Press. That's my publisher. So you can find it on their website. Perfect. We will link that in the show notes, ladies. So take a peek at that. And I'm sure it's all over Emily Wilson's Instagram. Emily, what's your handle again? E-M-W-I-L-S-S-M-Wils. M-Wils. <laughs> Check it out. Megan, do we want to jump into some of these questions that everyone was asking on Instagram? Yes. So we categorized them because, gosh, there were so many questions, you guys. We could not get to them all or we would have Emily on for like three hours, which is oh not gosh, possible. I would love it. We could do like a four-part series. <laughs> Don't commit to that yet. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, we categorize them into dating, motherhood, and like womanhood. And then there's a little influencer tidbit question on there. Um, but we'll start with dating because that was like the most requested. And I think how a lot of girls have found you, Emily, yeah. in regards to relationships, dating, all that kind of stuff. That's what you're good at speaking about and speaking on and speaking to women too. Hey, about- thanks. Oh, that was backwards. Okay. The first one was, what does healthy flirting look like? And this one was, this one made me curious because I've never actually thought that. I am now married, probably should have thought of that, but I have no clue what healthy flirting looks like other than obviously not crossing certain boundaries. Right. Yeah. I mean, flirting is funny, like in the Catholic world, how people think like, oh my gosh, that's totally off limits or you should do that and you should put yourself out there in that way. Healthy flirting is kind of an interesting way to put it. I A lot of girls think that the guy needs to make the first move in the sense, you know, he comes up to her. I mean, it's just funny to talk about things like this now because most dating is online. Mm-hmm. Over here in California, there's not like events that you could like go up to a guy and talk to him at right now. And right. I don't know when that's going to happen in the foreseeable future. <laughs> right. But I think healthy flirting is, is sh- like – going up to a man and asking him his name and like asking him about his life. Right. And yeah. a lot of people think flirting is like this thing where you're just like, ah, and like <laughs> laughing and like hitting it like, <laughs> all, like that. It's like, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with like laughing with a guy and this and that blah, blah, blah. But I think just showing general interest in a man and laughing with him and making lighthearted jokes and things like that. I think that's flirting. If you know, you're interested in the guy, obviously then you get into the gray area of, you know, girls are too nice. So guys think they like them and blah, blah. But (laughs) I think that it's okay to, you know, uh, just like chat with a man and ask him about his life and laugh and talk. And that that can definitely be flirting and that that's okay. 
flirting yeah, could no. just equal showing interest. Yeah. Like genuine interest. Yeah. Well, and I think some guys like need affirmation that the woman is interested. And how are you going to do that if you're not asking them about themselves? Totally. Like that's just a natural conversational thing that you do. And I'm in the dating scene now. Um, and I haven't been in like a year and a half, but it is so, so fun. And, and the mindset that I've been really working through in dating is actually not like, oh my gosh, I wonder if they're going to be my future husband, like blah, 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 you know, but it's really actually, how can I leave this man more inspired and actually have him know more about himself from the questions I asked him during the date? It's not about me. It's actually helping him feel more inspired and in tune with who he is. And it has just changed all of my, all the dates I go on because it's, there's no pressure. It's just getting to know him and helping him know himself more because at the end of the day, dating is just figuring out what you want and what you don't want. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I posted on Instagram the other day, so many women try to figure out a man before they say yes to one date. Yes. Oh my gosh. I get so many questions like, well, and like women overanalyzing his whole entire life, everything they know about him <laughs> before they say yes to a date. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) If you want to go on a date with him, say yes. The the process of dating is figuring out if someone is marriage material or not. You don't know that before you go on a date. Oh, yeah, this guy's marriage material, so I'm going to say yes to a date. You say yes to a date, and then you figure that out along the way. Maybe in the first date you find out that he's not based on X, Y, or Z that you're looking for. And that's fine. But you don't have to know, you know, that he's husband material before you say, yeah, sure, I'll go out to dinner with you. Right. It's so important. I think a lot of people like freak out about a first date and think, oh my gosh, she's going to ask me to marry him. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Especially in the Catholic world. Oh my gosh. You say yes to one date and it's like basically you're agreeing to a proposal. And it's like, (laughs) we really need to tone it down like 10 notches. And the guy's head, he's just like, I'm just trying to see like, do you want red or white wine at dinner? Like, I just think that we all need to breathe a little bit more and just take a few <laughs> deep breaths and be like, it's okay to say yes to a date. And it's not like the most serious thing in the world. And I can go and enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no, like that's totally. a good thing. So anyway, Cecilia, back to you. <laughs> yeah, I think girls <laughs> over dramatize a, a lot of situations in their head. How do you think we can actually reverse that. I know you said deep breaths, but those are any like even more practicalities to the mindset of just not overthinking before we even step in the situation. Totally. I think self-awareness is a huge part of maturity in life in general. Uh, Being aware of my thoughts and my train of thoughts is really, really key to, you know, stopping trains of thought that aren't (laughs) positive or good or healthy. So when I get in tune with like what I'm thinking about, right, say I'm a woman who's dating, um, you know, I'll put myself in your shoes. When I start overthinking, I have to realize that I am, I have to be aware that I am and stop that. And, and usually I use a word. I, I struggle a lot with like regrets. Um, like, like, like looking back and beating myself up over things. And the, I had to get into self-awareness about that. And the word that I use is forward. So when I recognize that I have those thoughts in my head and I'm beating myself up about things that happened like five and 10 and 15 years (laughs) ago, I say, Emily, stop forward. And I use that word to rearrange my thought process to look forward rather than backward. And you can pick a word to say like, okay, I I'm going to be more in tune with 
when I'm overthinking about things or like stressing about who a man is, like mm-hmm. just going on a date. And I'm going to pick a word, whether that's relax, whether that's, I don't know what word that would be for you and use that word to help like pivot, which is the big word of 2020, pivot <laughs> my thinking to another direction, to recognizing that I can relax and I can enjoy. And this is not, you know, uh, an interview for marriage. This is one date. Right. I love that. There's something I teach. I, I teach the woman's school and um, there's, there's something in our brain actually that's called the reticular activator. And you are aware of things. Um, so if you're thinking negative mindsets, like if you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm so nervous or like, you know, I, I just don't think I can do this. Like what if he doesn't like me, all these things, then you're actually going to come off as nervous to the man. And you're going to have a negative mindset the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's just what you think is actually how you act most Mm. of the time. And it follows, it follows parallel, like you were saying. Yes. And I think the most important thing that women really need to remember is that like dating is a serious thing, but it also is supposed to be fun, right? Like it's good to go out and like sit across the table from a man and relax and enjoy and like have fun. So I think that this, this area of seriousness that has come over Catholic dating is like good to a degree. Um, and that women need to remember that they can enjoy, even if it's one date, like a lot of dates are total busts, but like, it's good to just treat it like this is something that I can enjoy and have fun with. And that the Lord delights in that, right? When you're putting yourself out there, when you're going on dates, like the Lord doesn't want you to be like, Oh my gosh, this dark cloud over your head. He loves that you would go out and enjoy a conversation with a man, you know, right. a man of God, hopefully, um, if that's <laughs> what you're looking for. So yeah, that's just, so I think something really important for women to remember. No, totally agree with that. Um, then if you get past the first date or the second date, or hopefully you're not thinking about this until a couple months into dating, how do you know if the man you're dating is the man you're called to marry? Because I think a lot of people think there's like one answer to this, but I've think it's so unique to each guy in a relationship. I don't know. Do we have any practical? <laughs> Emily, I feel like you probably have 85 questions about, okay, so this is a situation. Oh Are you the one? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> like a day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I love all the women who are in my ministry, but I get emails that are like 3000 words long. Like, <laughs> let me start from the beginning. I'm like, sister, I wish I had time to read every word. But- She's like circa 2007. <laughs> Here's where we were. <laughs> No joke. You are absolutely accurate with that. She, I mean, gals really start that way. And I don't fault them for it. I wish I could sit down and hear the whole story from start to finish. But I have diapers that need to be changed. So like my priorities are a little around right now. But I have a video on YouTube called How I Knew My Husband Was The One. And there were a couple of different things that I looked at because like, obviously there's huge debate is, is there one that God has chosen for you? Or do you just simply select a person who's a good fit for you? And that's, you know, another podcast for another day. That's a whole unpacking, but there were a couple of different things that I looked at within my husband. Um, one was his servant's heart, which is like coming into major play here as we have (laughs) my son Zion is two and my son Jedediah is two months. Uh, and my husband is really like has this heart that is just willing to give, which was a huge thing that I was looking for because I had heard that marriage is really hard. Um, I don't find marriage to, I mean, that's another podcast for another day. I don't find marriage to be (laughs) super hard because my husband and I worked on communication um, through our long distance relationship. And so we Mm -hmm. communicate very, very well. And that makes for a great marriage. 
Um, but my husband, has, he's virtuous. Um, and that was something I was looking for too. He's a man of integrity and a man of character. Um, and a man who is uh, able to let things go. And do I really feel the Lord like calling me into this marriage? And that looks different for a lot of different people. The way I got to know the voice of the Lord was through daily mass. A lot of people say like, how did you hear the voice of God? And I just got to know it by going to daily mass as much as I could. Uh, even when after Zion was born, um, he and I would go to mass together every day, which mm. is one of the greatest things that I miss. I miss it so much. Um, and like in talking with the Lord and talking with people who know me and love me and priests who, you know, have been with me on the journey to say, like, do you think that this is a good fit? Do you think this is what the Lord is calling me to? Um, and to go from there. And ultimately it's this huge leap of faith to marry someone because you have to choose it. And that's a really important thing to remember, yeah. uh, that no one's going to like cram you into your wedding dress. Like no one's going to force you to get in it. No one's going to force <laughs> you to walk down the aisle. Like you get to choose, like, do I want to marry this man? And that's a big decision. Um, and ultimately something I chose, uh, with Daniel, but I unpacked that a lot more in that YouTube video. Uh, cause obviously that's a branch with a tree with many branches. So you guys can go and watch that video if you would like your listening. What was yeah. the name of it again? It's called how I knew my husband was the one. Okay, perfect. Yes. That's we'll really link, we'll link that too. So you guys can find that in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Megan, you want to jump to the next one? Yeah, so the next one is for our single ladies at CC. Um, how to fully live out the waiting seasons of life. Love that question because I don't believe in waiting at all. Yes! Oh my gosh, I love that answer, Emily. I'm like, I'm like so many women think they need to wait around. I'm like, God isn't just going to stick your husband next to you in adoration on the bench. Like, totally. he didn't call you to wait. Oh <laughs> he gave you free will. Gosh, yes. And if we see a husband as this essential piece of the puzzle in order to have happiness in our lives, we're yep. missing the whole point of life. The whole yep. point of life is to love God, to serve God, to bring him glory in all that we do. And if really I need a husband just to do that, that's an issue because there's many people who did that who didn't ever have a spouse, right? So it's right. so important that I don't, if I am single, if I am a single woman, which I know can be very difficult when you have that longing and that struggle and you feel like, Lord, uh, you're sending everybody a good and holy husband except for me. So thanks for overlooking me at every moment. It can honestly <laughs> feel like that for a lot of women. And that's a valid feeling and that's a legitimate feeling. And that's not to be like squashed or put away, but it's so important to like live your life like Mary Oliver yeah. I love what she said about your one wild and precious life that a husband is not the piece of the puzzle that makes like that begin that where your life begins right my life yes. did not begin the day I met my husband it did not begin the day I married him on December 30th 2015 um it began the day I was born July 28th, 1989, right? That's when my life began. My husband is a facet of my life, but he is not the ticket to me glorifying the Lord and loving the Lord and serving the Lord. He is what the Lord has called me into, like this, this sacrament. But how to fully live out the waiting season of life is you really embrace today. Right. And that sounds so like silly, but if you wake up and your heart is still beating, like the Lord has good purpose for you and you know, 
it's so important to seize that reality and to really live it with joy. That's the best answer I can give to that question. Right. Well, and I, Cece, you and I have talked about this before too, but like in high school, we had the most fun when we would do things with big groups of people. We weren't focused on having that one boyfriend that we went to all the dances with. We had these big girl group friends and guys, and we would just go do things all the time. And then when I went to college, it was the same thing. I went and I traveled. I did things with my friends. I wasn't focused on like, oh, like, does he like me? Am I going to go on more dates with him? Like, where's my husband? Right. <laughs> he came when I wasn't looking, which I know everyone always says he'll come when you're least expecting it, but like you really did. Yeah, um, and that's true for some people. That is absolutely true for some people that are just like he just comes along while they're you know doing their own thing, right? Um, and not true for some for for others, right? Right. And I think I think the whole waiting mindset is actually a victim mentality that we can be put in, and it's always something I like constantly thinking like life doesn't happen to you; it happens for you. Yeah. And so it kind of replaces that victim mindset. Like you are not trapped <laughs> mm-hmm. because that waiting season makes you feel like you, no matter what steps you take, it will not matter on the outcome because you are just constantly waiting for something to happen to you instead right. of you actually making things happen for you. Absolutely. Um, One of my favorite quotes is from St. Joan of Arc. She said, act and God will act. And I, I've always told women, God loves motion. He loves when we are in motion. He loves when we are walking forward. He loves when we are, you know, looking for ways each day to love people better, to serve him better. Um, and I just love that quote, act and God will act. Like he's just a God of motion. And it's so important to remember that, that life isn't about sitting around waiting. It's about acting whatever way that looks for you in your specific season, in your specific life. Yeah, I think he like glorifies in our massive action. And I think also a lot of women and just people in general are scared to take imperfect action. And so it holds us back. It's this like trap, trapped of perfectionism. Like we can't, we're paralyzed because we can't take action if it's not perfect. When in reality, he makes imperfect, he glorifies an imperfect action because that shows our trust in him. Absolutely. I love that. Imperfect action. That's something I'm also trying to tell myself. I have it written on a sticky note in front of me. <laughs> like, I it's love okay. that. It's so great. We're so afraid to take the wrong step, but like to just take a step is a great and beautiful and amazing thing, whatever that step may be. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. great podcast. It's called The Next Right Thing. And it's so good because it helps in decision making. She's Christian, mm-hmm. although I low-key think she's Catholic because she's always quoting saints. I'm like, <laughs> just come out. Just say you're Catholic. Just do it. And it's simple episodes. I just really recommend it to anyone if you feel fatigued in decision making because they're practicalities in 10 minutes. And especially as women, we feel so paralyzed because we were not, we weren't, weren't taught a lot of the times a decision making skill. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And in marriage and motherhood, if that's in your future, you have to make a lot of decisions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fast. <laughs> Every day fast. And, you know, to work, to hone that muscle before, you know, you ever get married or possibly become a mother is really important. Totally. Mm. That kind of brings us into our next question and best <laughs> advice to prepare to be a wife. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's so many things. I don't know, Megan, you can talk to this too. But um, like I said, I work on your ability to let things go. Yep. Um, like, <laughs> honestly, huge. 
that is one of the greatest strengths of my husband's in my marriage is that we can like when we've done something stupid or whatever, said the wrong thing or whatever it is, we apologize as fast as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a fruit of humility, um, which we both work on all the time. Um, And we move on like right then and there we move on. And one of the other things in our marriage is if we have said sorry and forgiven one another for something, um, we can never reference it ever again. And if, you know, if we were to ever go have a need to go to counseling, that would be a place where we could, you know, bring up things from the past and talk about things that have happened. But, um, in our day-to-day life, we cannot, we cannot, you know, say like, oh, well you did that, that one time, if you have forgiven that person for that thing, which we always do. Um, so your ability to let things go and let go of grudges is, vital Mm -hmm. to the health and the well-being um, of your marriage. And that's something you can practice as a single woman in your friendships, in your relationship with your mom or your dad or your grandma or at work or whoever. That's like a a human thing that comes in big play in marriage. So Megan, what do you think is a good answer to this question? Well, that was a really good one to start it off with (laughs) because it's huge. A lot of, I've heard a lot of terrible stories about couples that keep score and then bring it back up in another fight and it's just awful and it's just a terrible cycle that you don't want to get into. Um, But another one that Avery and I literally just recently had to talk about was um, for me specifically, asking for help and Mm -hmm. being vulnerable and saying, like letting go of control, which we can do any time at any season of life. Um, but especially as a mom now being like, Hey, I actually can't do this. And I need you because Mm -hmm. I'm super independent. I like to do it all my own. I like to prove to others that I can do everything, (laughs) but we can't. And, Mm -hmm. um, again, I think humility comes into play and saying like, Hey, I need you and I need your help right now. And teaming up with that because we've been a good team before but then when you throw in a kid (laughs) it totally challenges you in new ways so that would be the current current one for us that I wish I would have known a little bit more before becoming a wife because I'm not very good at it I'm not good oh my gosh (laughs) one day at a time one other one that I would like to add is to learn how to um, put your expectations for people into words Yes. Uh, yep. really important, not like, you know, hanging over people's heads, like I expect this from you. Um, but to say what you expect in marriage is really, really key because like everyone says, your husband can't read your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> to have the ability to say, this is what I want from you. This is what I need from you, whether that's in a friendship, whether that's from your mom, uh, whoever that might be, that is really good practice for being in a healthy marriage because you will have to use that skill again and again and again. Um, in your marriage. Yes, that one's so good. <laughs> There's um a quote that I was I was thinking of from um, the Venerable Fulton Sheen. I can share that, but there was something that I was thinking about. It was like a woman cannot ask for what she deserves in a relationship, so she can't communicate that unless she actually understands what she is worthy of. Mm. Otherwise you can't hold a man accountable. So I think it's like even more deeply rooted. Like sometimes women actually don't even, they don't know how to verbalize it because they don't have words for the struggle, but on a deeper level, they actually don't know that they're worthy of even explaining their emotions. Mm. That's deep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh crap. (laughs) That's deep. Fulton goes deep. If you guys haven't read three to get married out there, you should. Whether you're whatever state of life you're in, that one rocks. A hot city in my bookshelf next to me. I haven't cracked it open yet because I know I'm I'm gonna need some brain space for it. 
Totally. Oh my gosh, it's a good one. It's yeah, he's, one. he said when a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more noble her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women. Yep. Just shared that in a recent post. <laughs> the, yep. That, there it is. <laughs> and isn't it so funny that people these days would be like, oh, what are you even saying? When it's so true and so beautiful. Yep. I mean, talk about truth, beauty, and goodness all in one quote. I, I love that. Yep. I know. I'm like, when people are like, would you get a tattoo? I'm like, no, because I don't know what I would get one of. And how do you know? <laughs> Not that I would get a whole paragraph tattooed on me, but I guess that would be one of the things that would be up there. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> okay, the last question that we have that's kind of fun. <laughs> this is good. What are some things people assume about you that aren't at all true? Great question. Uh, I said in a YouTube video once that I'll never do an assumptions about me video. Oh, it would hurt my feelings. <laughs> Clearly, so we much. haven't gotten to that one. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would. I mean, doing an assumptions about me video. I mean, people are like, oh, people would say positive things, but people would say like really negative things that would just hurt my right. feelings so much. <laughs> I would probably never do anything public ever again after that. Yeah, don't crack um, the door to the haters. <laughs> totally oh my gosh it would be awful but um I think people uh think a lot of things about me and I'm okay with that uh that's something that the Lord said uh, to me a long time ago he's like you will be in the public eye which is not something I uh I mean I love connecting with women but like as an introvert um it's not Uh, the Lord calls me to give talks in front of 9,000 people, which is not my favorite thing because I would just rather like people not know my name and not know who I am. But like a lot of pe- like the Lord said, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to think a lot of different things about you. And like the only thing that matters is what I think about you. Right. Uh, so I'm really grateful for that. So honestly, I don't even know what people assume about me. Obviously I can see my own YouTube comment section, but I can't see like all the things that people say about what I'm doing or what I'm talking about or this and that or whatever. Um, but I just like people to know that I'm just like a woman trying to be obedient to the Lord and that's it. Like straight up. I'm just like, Jesus, what do you want me to say? Jesus, what do you want me to do? And I try to do those things and that's it. So, uh, doesn't really answer the question, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Cause you are such a great example of showing that you are acting without other people's opinions, stopping you. And I think yes. <laughs> women need to hear that and know that like we can make decisions without other people's comments, hindering our decisions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I had to let it go. I mean, and every woman has to let it go. The, the day you really, truly release that. Um, is the day, I mean, everything changes, everything changes to say truly and deeply when I say it, I mean it. God's opinion of me is the only one that matters that changes everything. And when I work to like live that like fact every day and operate out of that place, it changes everything. So people can talk about me all they want. People can, you know, assume this or that or whatever about my life and, you know, my ministry and this and that. That's fine. Like I'm just doing what the Lord's asking me to do. And that is it. And that's a joy. So freeing that. (laughs) I mean, I do feel a lot of freedom in that. (laughs) 
I do feel a lot of freedom in that because if I really was worried about what everyone said and everyone thought, I would never post a video ever again. And right. I would never share my heart ever again. And the Lord's asking me to do those things. So I just have to just release it and let it go. Right. And there's clearly know. been power in that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. most requested guest I've ever expected <laughs> to have when we threw up a question box for our listeners. Praise the Lord. Like all you see me doing is service, right? And it looks glam and it looks fun. You know, it's maybe glam 2% of the time. <laughs> 98% of the time, it's just really like tough. Uh, but it's good and it's beautiful. And I, you know, it's a joy to serve the Lord in the way that I do. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't really answer the question, but. That's okay. No, seriously. And when you actually see examples of people living their life out of just massive contribution, I feel like that actually naturally inspires someone to become their greatest self because, Uh you know, we contribute who we are, not just what we do. So it's not out of like our performance, our perfection, our possession. It's truly we contribute out of service because that is going to inspire someone. I love that. Yeah, I wrote on Instagram the other day, my whole goal in my life is to imagine myself as one of the waiters at the wedding feast of Cana and Mary looking at me saying, do whatever he tells you. Oh, Oh I love that. Because I was a waitress for a long time, like a long time. <laughs> so you feel this personally, right? I like, I can imagine it. I totally can. And so I can imagine myself standing in those no-slip shoes in the back of California Pizza Kitchen uh, with Mary coming up to me saying, do whatever he tells you. And wow. like actually living that, embodying that. So if you haven't out there, listeners, put yourself in the wedding feast of Cana and put yourself in the shoes of one of the waiters and like, imagine Mary looking at you and saying that to you. Wow. And, and okay, real fast. I, I don't know why I don't know this. Maybe you haven't shared it. What did you do prior to um, like being your brand full time, you know, yeah. your ministry? Uh, so uh, I graduated from college. My degree is in broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a reporter for ESPN. Lots of thing, God things aligned, and I went into ministry because I read Mularis Dignitatum on the dignity and vocation of women. The night that I read that, I sat down with my friend Ike Indolo, and I said, Ike, my life is never going to be the same. I read this encyclical today, and it literally, I know for a fact that nothing will ever be the same in my life. So fast forward, I became a campus minister at an all-girls Catholic high school Um, for a couple of years. We had differences in the ways that we thought ministry should go. Probably some of you out there have experienced that before. Butting heads in ministry. Who would have thought? Uh, And so then I had been speaking a little bit and singing a lot with Ike on the road. And I just thought, I just felt the Lord calling me to just do it full time. That was in 2013. I went full time uh, in ministry Um, and that was right around the time I met my husband. I mean, 2013 was a crazy year and I've just been going at it ever since. So it was speaking a lot. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners maybe have been at like focus conferences or things like that, that I've spoken at, um, that all got wiped out this year. So now it's just all online, uh, you know, YouTube, Instagram and things like that. So that's kind of a very condensed version throughout that time in the way, way after college, that's when I was waiting tables. I worked at CPK for like five years from when I was like 17 to when I was about 22. 
Wow. And what a beautiful year to have a baby and have those things. Um, So you're not traveling with a baby. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Right now, it's in order to give a a talk, I have to find childcare for my sons for two hours. And it used to be like two or three days that I would have to find childcare for my uh, sons, right? During the week, on the weekends, Daniel would just take Zion. Uh, It's a total game changer. And I love giving talks with no shoes on. (laughs) Best thing ever. (laughs) Yep, not something you would think about, but oh my gosh, I don't have to wear any shoes when I give talks, and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's amazing. No cra- crazy lights on you. Yep. Uh huh. That's good. so good. Yeah, I miss it a lot, but the, there's a lot of pros for as a mom for mm-hmm. virtual events and gatherings and things like that. Oh, no doubt. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the pod. I know our listeners are, we call them our dangers and hackers. I love that. (laughs) We have a whole Facebook group. It's super fun. And I know they're going to be, they're they're already talking about it in the Facebook group, how excited they are. So I know this will just blow away their expectations. Um, Good. I hope that they can glean something out of everything that we've chatted about here for their own life. Yes. And, and where it can, again, can you plug one more time where we can find Awaken My Heart? Yes. Awaken My Heart, you can find on AveMariaPress.com. I think um, you guys, I think I have a coupon code that you can give them. If not, I'll send that over to you. Okay. So you can share that with them um, or on Amazon. Perfect. And that's a great thing to even get with girlfriends for Christmas and gift, gift to each other and really hold each other accountable. And it's also because they're questions, you can do it together and actually talk about it even long distance. (laughs) Yes. I'm doing it with my mom and my sisters and it's the funnest thing because I wrote it, but I didn't like walk through it myself for like each week. Um, So we're doing it together and it's been so fruitful already. So highly encourage you to get with a group and do it. Well, thank you, Emily. Have a great rest of your weekend. And I'm sure we'll be sending over a ton of ladies your way. Everyone be patient. We know DMs can get crazy. (laughs) Love it. You guys are so fun. Hopefully we can meet in person again one day soon. I would love it. That would would mean I'm back in California, most likely. So I'd also love that. (laughs) On our podcast tour. On our podcast tour in California. We'll have you in. (laughs) I am there. Count me there. Count me in. (laughs) That was so fun. And a much longer and more fruitful conversation than our brief one at the live action gala, what, like a year ago? Oh, a year and like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know. There we go. Well, before we jump into a few voicemails, um, can we just talk about, I mean, Emily mentioned it, like hollow. Yes. And how amazing it is for us mamas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously. And okay, another thing. Um, we now have a three month free trial for you. I repeat, a three month, a three month free free trial. We graduated from the thirty day free trial and have now moved up and onwards into the three month. Guys, we just know your worth and we think you deserve more. <laughs> exactly. So you can go to hollow.com slash what in the ding heck, but we should actually probably tell you what hollow is. <laughs> It's the number one Catholic app in the USA with seriously over 10,000 five-star reviews. I'm doing the Advent Challenge, and it goes through the whole Gospel of Matthew. And it gives like a reflection, and it gives you like a minute or two and times it of like to really ponder on the reflection. That's and, beautiful. Oh, like you could do, you could do anything while Love doing it. it. 
You could pick pick your scab while doing it. You could do I could I could look at my ringworm while doing it. I could <laughs> look at Patchy. <laughs> look at Patchy while doing it. <laughs> you can you can bleach carpet while doing it. Okay. All right. That's rude. We're done. <laughs> you can you <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's too soon, too soon. <laughs> it's there forever. I'm screwed. <laughs> so glad we ran pull it together, pull it together. <laughs> you can give your three month free trial at www.hollow.com slash what in the dang heck we'll put the link in our show notes um but hollow series of the best like it is part of our daily routines it's part of emily's routine it's part of pretty much everyone's routine so you're not in the club unless you're on hollow <laughs> right and no one likes fomo so get with it <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I'm the worst when it comes to FOMO. I'm like, I I need to be there. Like what you posted something about being in DC and how cute it was. And I was like, what the heck? I feel like I'm having FOMO. Then Mary Lennonberg and Elizabeth, they went ice skating and I was like, FOMO, you know, like I'm the worst. So now okay, I'm well, Palo. When you live here, you can create FOMO for other people. Okay, great. <laughs> Okay, so and we're going to listen to a voicemail real fast. Um, we have two. But before we listen to voicemails, we need you to call in with your holiday disaster stories for next week's podcast. Yes, I am so excited for this. Maybe it's like you brought a, ho- a guy home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Maybe your ex happened to be there. Maybe like your uncle. Like you remember we had the phone call. the meal. Like, Oh, yeah, burnt the meal. But do you remember we had the phone call? She's like, and my grandma was drunk in the tub. Yes. <laughs> I walked into the bathroom and my grandma was laying in the tub drunk. Okay. That's the kind of stuff we're here for. All right. That's what we're here for. We need holiday. And they don't have to be disaster, but like. Hilarious. Holiday hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Maybe it's New Year's. You thought you were going to have your first kiss, but in reality, you kissed your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> reality, he was batting for the other team. No, I just... Oh, gosh. <laughs> we really are trying to get an eclectic bunch of stories here for you guys. So you need to call in at 312-775-2615 and let us know your holiday disaster stories. Okay, let's jump in to Julia. Okay, hello. My name is Julia. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. And I just want to say heck no to guys not having the emotional maturity to just tell you how they feel and end up ghosting you. But heck yes for work getting called off um, for the day, and now you have time to actually go sit and pray to the Lord in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So, it's a good day, regardless of being ghosted. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's such an upside to being such ghosted. Such an outlook. Such an outlook. Really, we appreciate it. Um, but that sucks. Ghosting is Ghosting in any form or fashion is the worst. I experience it the most in regards to, like, Brides reaching out and saying, I want you as my wedding photographer and me sending my pricing guide over and then hearing nothing. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Um, but ghosting in general is just awful. Like, come on. Yeah. At least just it, say not interested. Just be upfront. I have my good friend here, Caroline Ricardo. She is actually an ex- excellent at talking about ghosting so we'll actually have her on um we'll schedule that out yeah to talk about ghosting because she she's catholic devout she's actually um she teaches like religion at the local school by me but i mean she is so on point when talking about ghosting 
So we'll actually have her on and we'll probably have you guys like asking questions in the Facebook group um, before that. So definitely love that. Julia, what a mindset though. Go spend time with Jesus because he a real man. He's <laughs> the eternal man. <laughs> he won't let you down. <laughs> let you down. <laughs> he knew your heart before you even knew you had a heart. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, sorry. So we had a <laughs> Okay. Pull it together. You're I'm doing so great, honey. So okay. Okay, so before we move on, because we have a few a few people called in about the birth control thing actually, and I was like, heck to the yes. That means yeah. we're gonna have to have a whole podcast on it. I can talk and about maybe birth we'll have control. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about birth control. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I can tell when you get really close to the mic because it's like I'm in your mouth. Like I am the smells <laughs> on your tongue. And I get really excited and I want to talk about oh, birth control. Talk about the BC, baby. <laughs> um, but, but okay, wait, real quick, Catholic Sticker Club, can we just talk about it? Because I'm staring at a sticker on the back of my phone. And I actually, um, it's, a, it's a PJP2. And it actually was a conversational starter last night at the party. Really? Yeah. And so I just want to emphasize like how much you don't have to be like obsessively trying to evangelize by just being Catholic in the public square, you know, yes. like having okay. that like, no, you're fine. Literally, he he's like holding a crucifix and he's in his garments as a pope and people are like, Oh, what's going on there? I'm like, let me tell you about PJP2. So, uh, but Catholic Sticker Club's the best, right, Meg? It is. No, the Catholic Sticker Club's dope. And I need to get more stickers from them because I have a new computer now, which means I got a new case, which means I got to decorate the case with Catholic stickers, obviously. (laughs) Actually, I feel like you can peel them off and reuse them, but that might be for a conversation for another time. But yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. You Real it. quick, Megan asked me this morning how you exchange things. She didn't think it existed. She needed a smaller size. I was like, exchange it. And she's like, they do exchanges? I'm like, where are you living your whole life? Who do- you, could li- you could literally get a banana from Walmart and go back and exchange it for a more brown one if you wanted to. <gasps> okay, but I'll be honest. I should have. So I'm mad that I just found that out this morning. Because there was a nursing bra that I got, and for some reason I bought the extra extra large, or they sent me an extra large. Someone messed up somewhere. It's probably me. But I just sent it back because I didn't know you could exchange it, and now I have don't have enough nursing bras. Oh, because because your dog ate it. Yeah, and gave you ringworms. So. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you a blue. Okay, but I did talk to them. I talked to them on the phone because here's what's annoying about exchanges and returns and online shopping. This is why I never do it. And I finally did it. And the one item I was really excited about was the one item that's messed up and not the right size. I could have told you not to get a medium, but I think you asked and I like responded 10 hours later. So yeah, see, that's yeah. It's Cece's fault, guys, is all we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) But they online, it says, oh, in a small, it's available in that color. And then when I click on the exchange section and I go click and, and I go click <laughs> and I'm clicking <laughs> and I say small in camel 
it's like not available. And I'm like, what do you mean? It says it's available. So I called someone and they're like, oh, it says they might be available on December 6th. So check back then. Um, Yeah. Put like, a Google reminder. Whoa. That's tomorrow. It's tomorrow morning. I know. Happy Saint Nick's Day to me. Happy yeah. Sabbath. Wait, wait. Oh, Saint Nick's. Wow. Yeah. Happy Sabbath. Happy Saint Nick's. Um, tomorrow we're actually my roommates and I are decorating for Christmas. Oh, so fun. I know I'm excited because I'm having people over next weekend, so we're gonna have the garland. Well, that is so fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> muffins and mimosas next sunday so um anyways okay wait catholic sticker club yeah they actually collaborate meredith is the founder her and her family and they collaborate with talented catholic artists to actually create beautiful liturgical stickers that encourage us in the faith evangelization pieces and also like i like we were saying like make it easy to spark conversations with others about the catholic faith so they're seriously like Honestly, it's such a good Christmas present too, like stocking stuffer, even like putting in Christmas cards when you send them out. Um, seriously genius. Yeah. They're, they're Catholic Sticker Club at Catholic Sticker Club on Instagram and using the code heck yes in all caps for 20% off site wide plus free chip plus oh my free gosh, chipping. Just, free, <laughs> free chipping. Um, and you can do a six month prepay or you can do month to month option. So check it out. They are amazing. And again, support Catholic mothers because we all about that. Um, okay. Okay. The, the conversation I wanted to have. Okay. Here we go. I mean, the voicemail we wanted to play. Okay. Um, it just got really serious. Her name's oh. Bree. Here we go. I'm nervous. Hey, Cece and Megan. This is Bree. I just wanted to call and give a little bit of a tip to anybody who is looking for a um, practitioner who will not do birth control. Um, there is actually an organization called My Catholic Dark doctor and that is a great organization to look into to help find a doctor who um, is at least familiar with Catholic teachings and therefore will not prescribe birth control for every little reason. Um, I personally have had great luck from there asking that doctor for recommendations of other doctors that they see because chances are if they're a practicing Catholic, they know other doctors and other um, areas of medicine that are also practicing that will follow church teaching or at least will be accommodating. Um, another thing that I've always said is, oh, well, I do NFP, so that's not going to work for me. So I need another option. And although the previous caller did say, like, sometimes when you get a call, um, when you call them or you talk to them and you ask them, Sometimes you are not going to find an answer, and that really is just because further research needs to be done. So um, I don't have an answer for that. Unfortunately, I don't work for Pfizer um, or any other major corporation that is supposed to be working on these things, but they decide that they would rather just make birth control. So I'm sorry, um, but definitely look into my Catholic doctor and other organizations for Catholic doctors because that will help you find, like, the inner circle of Catholics. Okay, Brie Savage. <laughs> Call them out. <laughs> Call them out. <laughs> okay, wait, what is the beginning of that song? Bring them out, bring them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it today. I'm on my song game today. You are so on it. Oh, my gosh. I never actually know the words to songs. I just, like... I know, you knew like, the rhythm. You said, call them yeah. out, call them out. You knew. You knew what you were saying. I knew what comes next, Megan. I know what comes next after that. 
Um, no, Bree's on, Bree's on top of it. And actually, after that, we had someone call in. Goodness, I can't remember her name. Um, but she was like, so about the birth control thing, like, please pray for me. I'm actually just got accepted in the medical school and I want to be a Catholic doctor. And I'm like, oh. yes, because we need light in the darkness. And like, we can complain about medical all these medical things all day. But if we aren't actually putting people in the medical field that are right. Catholic and understand these teachings, then we don't have anything to complain about. Right. Exactly. Um, because we're being just complainers. We're not taking action to actually transform the world. So right. um, that got deep fast. But... <laughs> and this is why my dad wanted me to do nursing and I did graphic design. Sorry to not help, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that, dad. Sorry, dad. I feel like oh, my dad – okay, for the longest time in like seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade when people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I'm going to be a podiatrist. A podiatrist? What is that? Pediatric? A, a, pe- a, a podiatrist? A foot doctor. Why, why did you want to be a foot doctor? Feet don't weird me out. Hear me out. Okay. Feet don't weird me out. There was a really pretty foot doctor that I went to all the time because I had to get my bones <laughs> shaved off. Because I, I, there it I, is. She was pretty, and I was like, "Wow, I really admire you." Her last name was Greek, and I was like, mm, "Yeah." And all she did was come in and take X-rays. I'm like, "This is easy." She's literally just pointing to things on a screen. I could do that all day. Um, obviously, uh, biology was not my greatest skill set in high school, and therefore. You know, everyone has, you know, the mini thing, like the stint where you're like, I'm going to be in medicine. I was going to be a vet, which is hilarious. I can't stand blood, can't stand needles, can't stand And who actually likes the doctor? You know, it's like, I don't want people to dread to come see me. Um, (laughs) But sorry, sorry, we're trying to encourage a doctor. We appreciate you. So then we won't have any reasons to complain anymore, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Sorry. We're supposed to be lifting you up. Reality check. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, a reminder that we need to hear your outrageous holiday stories. Maybe it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, uh, New Year's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day because some people just like to leave the Irish out of things. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what else do we have? We'd really appreciate, though, like the holiday ones, like the Christmas, New Year's, because feeling festive over here. So Yeah, and it's coming up, you know. People can relate to those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, talk to each- we talk to each other on the phone in that voice. <laughs> we do. I answered today. I was like, Hello? Hello. Hello. Okay, we just need to we're gonna just keep chatting off the air. We are we right. are in your ear chirp chirping away. We're just chirping. This is too much for you guys. Just... <laughs> okay, well thank you, Emily Wilson. This was just so incredible and truly a dream come true to have you come on. And yeah, we'll just saying we'll all the things we all need to hear. So very grateful for her and her presence on social media and all the things. So yeah, we love saying all the things because it's just. Things. I mean, it encompasses all the things. She's got a YouTube and a blog and an Instagram and a Facebook. Like, books. Don't kids. be a creeper, but definitely go check them all out because they're phenomenal. Be a creeper. She appreciates. I mean, as long as you're a silent <laughs> she creeper. She the creeper. No, she appreciates the stalking. If you're going to be interested in who I am, check out all the things I've been working right. hard on. True, 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 true. You know? Sure. Okay, well, we're going to sign out now because otherwise it's just going to keep going. And we appreciate you guys, okay? We do. And we'll see you next week with holiday stories.
Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure to call our hotline at 312-775-2615 and share your heck yes or heck no moment. Subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on our Instagrams while you're at it. See you next week. I said a dang, 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 it a dang. I said a dang, 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 it a dang. I said a dang, 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 it a dang. I said a dang, 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 it a dang. What in the dang heck?